Corey. And I'm Samantha. And, and we're, we're Coco, Coco and, and Jojo. Jojo. Welcome back to another week of the Coco and Jojo show. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, so, we didn't really have too much exciting go on during our week besides work. <laughs> yeah. So, nothing really on our end to talk about for, you know, that we did. But we do want to do a little... Um, kind of recognizing February as Black History Month. So we're going to name our top five um, actors or actresses. And we want to recognize that Valentine's Day is coming up. So we're going to give you guys 14 of our favorite romance movies, either rom-com or straight romance. Um, So maybe you guys can remember some old ones that you've watched or haven't seen and are looking for something to watch, you know, with your loved one or by yourself. This is just Or with some gals. This is just to get the ball rolling in your head. You don't necessarily have to take these recommendations, but these are our 14 yeah. for February 14th that yep. we came up with. 14 that we enjoyed. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so I want to start with our top five. Let's start with actors. our movies. Our, oh, our, our movies Yeah, first? our February 14 movies. Okay, so this is in no particular order. We're going to try to group it together a little bit. So we have some rom-coms that we have really enjoyed. Um, one of our favorites is Crazy Stupid Love. And yeah, for all you girls that are uh, Ryan Gosling fans, yes. this is one of his best Swoon. ones. <laughs> this is when he was, I feel like, in the like peak sex symbol Ryan Gosling mode. Yeah, definitely. He had um, just like come off the Notebook, or not too far a, lo- a while a- long ago. And I feel he's like more it was, grown than the Notebook, though, a more mature. No, I know. I just felt like it's like building off the Notebook, and it like peaked at this point. I feel like it was a few years after The Notebook, but I could be Crazy wrong. Stupid Love is a few years. I'm yeah. just saying like his ascent into becoming a sex symbol started with The Notebook, yeah. and it like peaks at oh, Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. And um, Emma Stone, right? Yep. Am I saying it right? Emma Stone is in it, which I love her. And I'm not a big Steve Carell fan, but he's even good oh in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Steve Carell. He, there's certain movies, and another movie that we didn't even put in here that Steve Carell was in that's actually kind of a rom-com is... Um, was it Date Night or Date Night? And then Game Night's the other movie. Yeah. But Date Night was Steve Carell and... Um, Tina? Yes, Tina Fey. Um, anyways, that wasn't one of our movies. No. But I, I liked him in these two movies. Like Corey said, I'm not even a huge Steve Carell fan myself either. A lot of his humor is a little too like stupid humor for me. But he was actually really good in this one. Um, so if you have not seen Crazy Super Love, we love that movie. Good twist in it. Yeah. That's what got me. Yeah. That's what made me like it. It's good. Um, another one of our favorites that is kind of shocking, actually, especially because it is honestly one of Corey's favorites. Rom-com. It's a raunchy college movie, but um, it's called "That Awkward Moment" with Zac Efron, yeah, and, and Michael B. Jordan, and one of my uh, favorite actors Miles. in my top ten is Miles Teller. Yeah, so the three of them um, make a pact not to date anybody for a certain amount of time because one of them just got a big a bad breakup or something mm-hmm. and then each one of them ends up pretty much finding love during this pact and it's just funny the three guys together are hilarious and i'm pretty sure there was a lot of like improv that went in with it too right yeah they what said we read? they said uh mile all three of them but miles is a big improv and going off script guy so his humor and going off i guess got the others to just Go in the moment yeah. and do it. As I well. think they just fed off of each other yeah. a lot, and you can you can tell the relationship that they have in the movie um, was very natural. Yeah, and it um, 
fun fact it carried over because I hear a lot of them like through their Twitter or their social media. They're still in competition with each other. Like um, Michael B. Jordan did the Creed movies yeah. and did boxing. And so Miles Teller, I guess, put out, oh, you think you can do a good boxing movie? And then he went and he did his own bo- uh, boxing movie where he played a real life character, someone who really went through some trauma, uh, Vinnie Paz. So that was cool. So they're all still keeping in touch. Yeah. I, I know I've seen Zach and Miles still keep in touch. The banter so. between them kind of makes the whole movie, yeah. really. Those three, fr- their friendship. Um, but surprisingly, that's one of our favorites. Um, another one that this we like, love. This is like a classic. Total classic. Hitch with Will Smith and... Ryan Gosling's wife, Ava Mendes. Oh, is that his wife? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Um, that one is so hard not to love. I mean, Will Smith plays this like smooth guy that can help other dorky guys fall in love with like the girl of their dreams pretty much. And, um, then he ends up kind of... Speaking of of, like peaks, like not Will Smith as far as a sex symbol, but Will Smith as an actor at this time, not saying he has, he really hasn't fizzled out that much, but at that time it was like hit after hit after hit. Like he could not miss at that point in his career. And this was a great rom-com. Because, like, Men in Black, Hitch. Yeah. Uh, he just was in the zone right at that yeah. time. Yeah. That was, and, and Ava Mandas, too. She I was. Know. I feel like she was t- having a few then. I haven't really well, seen much of her Well, since her and Ryan lately. had kids, I feel like she's taken on yeah, the motherly maybe. role. Yeah. And Ryan works more. Yeah. Um, another one that's kind of surprising that I don't even know why we decided to check it out. I think we were just bored and looking for something on Netflix one night. And I think we had, like watched the trailer for this at one point and we're like no this is like a kids movie and then we decided to just you know whatever we'll, we'll give it a chance because somebody i think mentioned well, all the they critics were it. saying it was like a like a shocker on netflix it was a hidden gem yeah and we're like eh. and it's called to all the boys i loved before and it's actually a book series like a um young adult book series and it's about a girl in high school that writes a letter to all the boys that she's loved and keeps them in a little box. And her sister mails out the letters to all the boys. And so they basically get these like letters where she's confessing her love. And some of it was like when they were children, she loved them or whatever, her crushes, basically. And surprisingly, it's like so cute and such a fun movie. And it uh, really introduced me to some like young, like in their, I, I think they're all in their early 20s, even though they're playing teenagers. But uh, some young good actors because the, right. the acting was surprisingly we were both like oh wow it's not like cheesy they, they did good. a great job the act yeah. the acting was really good yeah. yeah um so that's fun if you've you may have probably seen it on netflix and you probably are browsing over it because you had the same thoughts we did but i'm telling you click on it and give it a try because we actually enjoyed it and there's a sequel that we liked as well we it's not as good not as, as good but we still yeah. enjoyed it mm-hmm. though um, and we watched the first one right before the sequel came out, so we were lucky that you know we could watch both back to back. And if you get those out of the way, the third one's coming soon. They announced that. Oh, did they? Yep. And I attempted to read the book, but honestly, I think the movies, in my <laughs> in my opinion, were a little bit better. But um, I do have it. I I think I started it and just never got to finish it. So um, another one that we surprisingly we we weren't expecting to like this as much. This was a couple years ago when Asian culture has kind of like taken over Hollywood. It yeah. was really in. So crazy rich Asians came out and was a huge box office success. Yeah. So we were like, we'll give it a try when it comes out to rent, and we did, and we both liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely another rom com. It was very humorous and funny. Um, this one was more about. This was the woman 
try it was a she it was a couple together and she went with him to asia or china right to mm-hmm. meet his family mm-hmm. is she and she's but, asian too right but, but she isn't rich like he is uh, remember okay. they were super wealthy yeah. crazy rich right but she wasn't so the mom didn't really accept her yes or didn't we want watched to. that so long ago yeah. like but we i remember we really enjoyed it surprising yeah. we were surprised I'll let um, you talk about the next one because well, I'm going to I'm going to go. To, I'm going to keep on the rom com. Um, okay. So an older rom com, one of my faves that I used to watch over and over, and I could still pick it up and watch it. I would just love it just as much. Is How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Um, the two of them just they have such like character and charisma and you can just tell their relationship that they feed off of each other really well this is back when matthew mcconaughey though i felt like was stuck in that character where he was just like a good looking like goofball dork. yeah like goofball yeah. it was like yeah. failure to launch it was just he was in like that kind of zone yeah like i don't feel like he was taking serious taken seriously for his acting chops until much later yeah he was and, more used for his looks and, and now he's like a heavy drama actor yeah. and can really like true detective right. um the Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. He started to just knock off big well, time Well, I think dramas. a lot of guys like that, unfortunately, have to start by getting in by their looks. And then when they see how well they act, they can start going for bigger roles. It's harder, I think, for the really good looking guys to get cast for more serious roles. Don't you think, though, like Channing Tatum almost did the reverse, though? Like he was like in dramas and like movies that were based on his looks but then he got into like 21 Jump Street and like started doing comedy as his career. I think people didn't know he was funny. And then oh, like his he, personality came out and he became more of a comedy. Yeah, but like his previous roles weren't like drama. Like Step Up, but Step Up wasn't funny. It was just about his looks. No, but he was he was more casted for his looks yeah. and his dance moves. Yeah than anything else and then they just they decided they realized that oh this guy's actually really funny and he has other talents besides dancing and looking good on the screen (laughs) so yeah i agree but just in a different sense Mm -hmm. um that's a rare case it was just someone that popped in my mind like he actually went almost in opposite direct like of one that you're going along the lines this is going way back because some of you may not bastion kutcher was strictly cast for looks and being goofy and then as he got older, they like gave him more real roles. Like The Guardian with Kevin Costner is one of my favorite movies yeah. where he's a swimmer. But they gave him oh, like right. yeah. some good mo- some good roles as he got older. Uh, yeah, I think they just have to prove themselves a little bit. But they a lot of, of them, I feel like, can use their looks to kind of get in the door mm-hmm. and then have to prove to them. I mean, that's the thing, though. They're strictly casted for looks. So in order for them to be taken more seriously, they have to really prove themselves. Um, to do that. So anyways, How Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I'm sure you ladies out there have seen it and love it just as much as I do. Um, another one of my favorites was The Vow, and that was a Channing Tatum and... Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams movie. Yep. This is at the time when you were big Rachel McAdams fan. Oh my gosh. I love Rachel. Still I still am. I love Rachel McAdams. She can't do wrong in my book. I mean, she's just great. I love her. She's always in. She's always in a lot of good romance movies. Really, um, Wedding Crashers is one of my favorite. I don't put it as a rom com, but it may be my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah, that is a good one too. Um, so in the vow, they get married, and then she gets into a car accident, and she kind of can't remember their relationship. So he has to kind of like work at making her fall back in love with him. Corey doesn't. I don't think Corey said he saw that one. I have not. <clears throat> and then a couple oh we could do this one too age of adeline 
At, is that one really a rom-com, though? That's not a rom-com. No. That's serious. And the vow kind of... That vow serious, too. Yeah, I was say, the vow you, is You're a going into romance. the serious We're ones, into, which is Yep, fine. a little more romance. Those, I think that's the end of our rom-coms. Um, Age of Adeline has... Blake Lively. And... And the guy who's in um, the Bly House Manor. We don't know his name. He play, He's Stephen, the lead mm. brother. I don't know his name as an actor off the top of my head, but that's who's You're in right. It. Yeah. Um, so at this time I was, I am still again, a Blake Lively. Yeah. Like she likes Rachel McAdams. I'm a big Blake Lively. I would say Blake Lively and like Olivia Wilde are two of my, and if for anyone who knows me, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Those three people are at the top of my list. The other ones are a little younger. Yeah. So Reese is probably from childhood more and you still like her, but like some of the younger ones. Yeah. I would say. So Blake would be like my new younger, she's not that young, but she's yeah, younger. Yeah. One that I really uh, whenever a movie comes out of hers, I try to get Samantha to watch it with me. Uh, I, a movie of hers just came out on Amazon Prime. We're not going to review it or anything. It's called The Rhythm Section. I already checked it out. I enjoyed it. She's like an assassin. We went through this whole thing where we were doing assassin yeah. movies, so I wanted to skip it. And then I made you watch the uh, one where she's like the neighbor, and she... Is like has this secret personality where she killed her husband or is going to. Oh my to gosh! What was that called? That was also with that. Where other... she did like the YouTube videos. Yes. Or the neighbor did yes. the YouTube yes. videos. She yes. did them. The girl was also famous. Is famous right now too. Oh my gosh! I can't think of what it was called. Anna that... Kendrick is in it. Oh yes. Yes. She's the one that did the YouTube. Yeah, videos. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's um, the simple, a uh, simple truth or something like that. Is that? I yeah, don't yeah, know what, yeah. but that. <laughs> strange movie yeah. Did it at first we were like this is it? really good this is really good this oh is and really then it good. took like uh, some <laughs> nope it's not good it took some strange <laughs> twist oh my gosh so anyways yeah. age of adeline is good uh it's about a woman who doesn't age and uh the guy who plays stephen and Bly house manor when he gets older is actually played by harrison ford so that was interesting I, time is going by as she never ages yeah and it's about how he comes to find her again later in life and they're in love and that was a good one yeah um, and then we have a couple of Nicholas Sparks movies, because who can talk about romance movies without discussing some Nicholas Sparks? I like Samantha hit some of these. So I'm not a huge Nicholas Sparks We guy. picked kind of our three favorites that we've seen together. Um, Dear John is one that um, I really enjoy. That's Channing Tatum and... Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, who is another one that I love. She's kind of similar to Rachel McAdams to me. Like, I really enjoy anything and that she does. shout out to Amanda Seyfried, because I think she has been a good actress for a really long time. And her movie Mank, which is one we aren't going to review, that's on Netflix, that's up for, like, every single award at the Golden Globes. She got nominated for Best Actress, and I think it's about time that... She Even though it's just a nomination, it's some recognition. Yeah. Well, she's also she's hasn't deserving. done... I mean, she's starting to do more deeper roles, more developed. that Kevin Bacon movie that we watched with her, I thought she was the only bright spot. The house oh, is like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that was another weird movie. Um, but Dear John, it's about a girl that... you know. We all know Nicholas Sparks movies. They all take place on the North Carolina coast. Um, and there's always tragedy. Always something. He's like the new age William Shakespeare. There's tragedy somewhere. <laughs> um, but Channing Tatum plays a... Um, I think he's still in the military or ex-military. And she's vacationing and they just kind of both meet each other and fall in love. But there's definitely some, you know, of course, issues with that. Um, so yeah, one of my favorites, Dear John. The last song... 
Um, that's one that Corey picked out. Liam Hemsworth, Miley Cyrus. That's where they met and they eventually got married. Recently mm-hmm. divorced, but yep. they were together for a little while. Um, that was one we don't even remember the story so much. I remember I enjoyed it. I remember she had some conflict with her father who was in the church. Yeah, he didn't like Greg, Liam, that, I don't think. That was played by Greg Kinnear, who's another really good actor that normally is in comedies, but he was good in this movie. Was Liam like a small town boy and she was like visiting with her family on vacation maybe? Yeah, honestly, some of these movies we've watched so long ago. Um, but we do, that one was really good. And that, like Corey said, I'm not even a big Miley Cyrus fan either, but it actually was a really good movie. It was the two good. of them had good, um, you could see a good connection chemist, yeah. yeah, and chemistry. And clearly it was true because yeah. they ended up falling in love. So are they still together? No. They've, they've, they've divorced. divorced. And then one of my all-time favorites is The Choice. And that one's a more recent one, I would say, in the past few years. Um, that has, help me with. That has Teresa Palmer, and I don't know the actor's name. I really like that actor, too. I don't know his name either, but That's he was smooth. <laughs> um, she basically rents a house on the North Carolina coast, um, and this guy lives next door, and he's kind of obnoxious and annoys her a little bit. He's, like, outside playing music, and she's trying to sleep or study. I think she's studying for med school, to be honest. Um, and so they end up basically falling in love, and then at one point she gets into a car accident, you know, you know how the story goes. So anyways, one of my favorites. Really, really love that one. Um, and then a classic I wanted to throw in was Pride and Prejudice. Is that with Kira Knightley? Yes, I believe so. Yep. Man, remember when she was so big in Hollywood? Because oh, she gosh. had the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movies and that. And I remember Domino where she was an assassin. She was like, can't miss for a while. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice is a, a classic novel as well, and so it was just made into a movie. So it's just a very old, classic, old-timey romance movie that mm-hmm. you might want to, um, you know, look back on. And then one... Oh, here, we'll do these other two. Um, then we have two that are a little more atypical romance movies. So A Star is Born with... These are passion love movies where, like, the person's... Two people with the same passion end up falling in love in both of these films. Through their passion, yes. pretty much. Yeah. Through so this one's about music. Uh, it's got... Um, Bradley Cooper. And Lady Gaga. Yes. And I was actually really surprised how much I liked this movie. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. It's not... It's definitely more of a serious romance movie, but like Corey said, it has like their passion. There's some really good singing in it. Um, I mean, Gaga's in it, so of course you have great music. And then there's a little bit of love tragedy at the end of it, too. So um, that was a really good one. And then one of Corey's favorites, which I don't think I've ever watched. I think we've started it maybe once or twice, but I don't think I've watched it, um, is Love and Basketball. And that's starring Omar Epps, who you might know... um... He was in Grey's and maybe not Grey's, but he was in one of those like doctors. I think ER. He was not ER. And then um, Sanaa Lathan, who's been in a lot of uh, mostly black film. Uh, Brown Sugar comes to mind. She's been in quite a few. Um, Yeah, so that's about the passion of basketball, bringing those two together. Uh, They both, they go to college together on a scholarship for basketball tragedy happens to the male character so while he's dealing with that he kind of breaks away from her and they go their own separate routes 
and they realize that their love for basketball without each other isn't as strong. They like need each other and that passion to also love basketball. Hmm. I don't know. It's intertwined and yeah. I liked it. One of these days I'm going to have to sit down and watch it with you. I just, we never haven't had this chance. Um, and then another one that Corey brought up that I thought was a great idea for a love story is Eat, Pray, Love. And this is going to be a great choice for anybody that is maybe single on Valentine's Day or just wants some self-love and reflection. Um, who's in it? Julia. Julia Roberts? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, and it's just about, and it's based on a true story, I'm pretty sure. And it's off of a book. Um, it's about a woman that goes to three different countries um, to find herself on this journey of self-love. Um, and it's actually a great movie. Yeah, it's really, it's, it, so, it's, it's a, even if I didn't list it as a romance, just as a standalone movie, mm-hmm. it's very good. Yeah. And I'm, I think I read the book too, and the book was really good as well. Um, it's really, I'm telling you, it's really good, especially if you're on Valentine's Day and you're just kind of thinking like, I don't really want to watch a movie about couples and love and whatever. Let's focus on myself and my self-love. This is a great choice. Um, so I think that was a good one, Corey. And there's our 14 for, four, for February 14th. Yes. So um, let us know which ones are your favorites, which one maybe you didn't, you haven't seen before and you decided to check out. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram or our Facebook and let us know there. And we'd love to hear. And we'll try to post these movies on there as well so you can remember them and, and um, refer back to them throughout the month. That sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now we're going to do our top five actors, actresses, um, Black History Month. So we're top okay. five. We're doing our top five separately. And I do want to let you guys know because I already have a feeling we're going to have some overliers. We did not discuss these with each other. Yeah. So I think we're going to be more on the same page than not, and that's going to be really funny. Yeah, we, d- we haven't shown each other our answers. And um, I honestly picked the top five that just came to mind first, and Corey created an entire list of all the ones he could think of and took his top five out of there. So I may be like, oh, yeah, I really like that person too. And also, this is in no particular order for me. Mine I'm going to do in order. Corey's, yeah, okay. Corey's all about his top five, by the way. So, you know, he likes to put those in order. Do you want to do one at a time with the whole list? Yeah, we can. Since you're not in any order, I'm just going to start with my five and go to one, and you're just going to name off whatever one you want, right? Sure. So, number five for me, I've been on a big kick. Like five is least, one is favorite? Correct. Okay. Number five for me, I've been on a kick for this girl lately mainly because I've enjoyed watching her show with my daughters called Casey. Uh, It's on Disney. It's Zendaya. But now she's going to be on my most anticipated movie of 2021, Dune. She's also got Malcolm and Marie out on Netflix that I want to go over with Samantha. And she was in The Greatest Showman, which I really enjoyed. And I I watched it with the girls. Did you watch it with the girls? Yeah, on, um, on Disney. And she was in something else that I also enjoyed. So, like, she's on this upward trend, and I'm uh, I'm just really digging it right now. Okay. Am I naming one of my random ones? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll name my only female that I have on my list. And who do you think my only female is? Carrie Washington. Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> is that who 
who you thought I was going to yes. forget? Yeah. No, ah. no, no. That's well. That's why I was like, this will be a big surprise if she doesn't have this girl down because I'm. I know she likes her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Carrie Washington, and obviously, of course, I fell in love with her in Scandal, the TV show that she did. Yeah. You know what I'm bummed about? Before we got rid of Hulu, we never watched um, the thing that Carrie and uh, Reese did together. That show, oh, the I burning. know, I know. We gotta um, watch little that. fires everywhere. Yes, and I saw that when I was looking up what she's been in, and I was like, "Dang it, we still have to see that." Um, I also heard that was a really good book too. Um, and Carrie Washington was also in. I was looking her up. She was also in Save the Last Dance, was which is also one of my favorite movies from childhood that I could rent and watch over and over when you rented movies from the movie store, and. I don't think I, I, now I can picture her, like I, after I read that, I was like, oh yeah, she is in that, but I don't think I would have been like, oh yeah, that's one of her movies. Yeah, I like her. She's good. She's on my list. She's a strong female role, Mm -hmm. always. That's why I wanted to see little, the the fires one, because it's too strong. Even though Reese is small in stature, she normally plays a really strong-willed character. Yeah, Definitely. Okay, so number four for me is Chadwick Boseman. I couldn't leave him off. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to definitely miss his movies and him. Uh, my favorite movie of his is probably everyone's or most people's Black Panther. But he has so many other good ones because he paid homage to all... Like, speaking of black history, he did so many black history movies. Yeah. Being Jackie Robinson in 42, being Thurgood Marshall in Marshall... Being James Brown, uh, just so many roles to black greats. Yeah, and I think that's why he's also he just honored a lot held of the to black such history. a high regard among yeah. the African American community. Yeah, definitely. And he brought the first black superhero to their correct yeah to their culture, which was a big thing for a lot of the young boys and stuff in that culture. So um, definitely on your list. Uh, no, mm. but I actually didn't get introduced to him until we watched Marshall. So I don't know his movies as well, and he wasn't somebody that I, you know, followed a lot. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy him in that movie. I'd have to watch a lot more of his others to kind of... Um, but speaking of Marshall, I'll name somebody that was in Marshall with him. Guess who it is? He's probably on your list, and if he's not, then I think you'll regret it. That's in Marshall with him? Said he was in Marshall. Okay, who? Um, Sterling Brown. Oh, No. He's not on your list? He's not even on my big list. What? You <laughs> forgot about Sterling Brown? I still wouldn't put him on my list, but okay. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm shocked. Sterling Brown is Randall from This Is Us, and we talk about all the time how much we love Randall and love his acting, and anytime he pops up into anything else, like Marvelous Maisel or Marshall, we're like, gosh, there's Randall. We I, love him. So, so the honest answer is I would probably put him number five, but I felt really uncomfortable just having a list of all male actors, so that's why I threw Zendaya on there, because she's my favorite female, so I wanted to at least throw one on there. But you're right. Sterling Brown would be, like, number five if I was going in order, oh, and gosh. I should have thought of him. I can't believe you didn't even think about on him. On my big list, I'm no. shocked. Sterling... Because, th- you know why? Because he's more like... A TV actor. Yes. Yeah. And I was just thinking But movies. he's starting to come into some yes. more... Yes. And that's what I we were talking yeah. about. I'm, like, so happy he's getting yeah. so much love right now. Yeah. So maybe next year I'll be in his top five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could not go without Sterling Brown. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely one of my favorite um, African-American actors. And I was looking him up. Apparently there's a Sterling Brown in the NBA. Yeah, there is. Didn't know that. <laughs> okay, your next one? 
Number three, we we talked about him already. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, that awkward moment, Michael B. Jordan. He's also in Black Panther. He's the bad guy. Uh, he's been in so many things. Uh, Creed, I talked mm-hmm. about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of like the heartthrob African-American actor right now. The girls are swooning over him. I know they're all really upset. I saw the girls on social media that he announced that he is dating Lori Harvey. He's been single for so long. Oh, he's taken. He's taken. Yeah. I haven't seen him in anything recently, I feel like. But he's also on my list. And I knew that we were going to He was that like one. the number one person that people wanted for Black Panther. But I think Disney and Marvel were confused. How could they make him the Black Panther when he was just the bad guy? Oh, okay. But they, I think they were thinking of maybe doing that somehow if not that's fine i just he's awesome i was he looking has so many good roles yeah i was looking him up and i don't know if i've seen much of his other roles besides that awkward moment but i loved him in that awkward moment you saw creed with me and i did see creed with you and enjoyed him there as well but i did not see black panther in the movie um and i don't think i saw any of his other stuff but i do really enjoy him and i think that he'll be an up-and-coming actor um in the years to come I think he's got a lot of growth and stuff to do, and he's going to turn into a great actor. To me, everyone's question was always like, oh, is Chadwick the next Denzel? Mm-hmm. And now with Chadwick gone, it's sad that there's only can be one, but that's kind of how Hollywood is. But if I had to pick, my money would be on Michael B. Jordan being mm, the next. Interesting. We'll have to see. I don't know. To me, Denzel, who... Or Denzel's son, which probably isn't on either of our lists, but John David Jackson, or John David Washington right now, is killing it. Tenet. Uh, he's going to be in Malcolm and Marie. He's on the Black Klansman. Yeah, he's killing. I don't know any of these movies. All these movies have been like. What's Tenet? Tenet is like the one that's going to be nominated for everything. It's supposed to be one of the big movies. That just Did came we watch out. it? No, because oh, okay. we have to rent. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyways, he's another one. He's also been mentioned for Black Panther. That could be the next. Yeah. Um, so we can probably both safely say that Denzel is on our list. Is he in your next order or is he not on your well, list Well, have you all? done your third one? Yeah, I said Michael B. Jordan was on my list. Oh, okay. So we both have Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Um, so my next one is, shocking, not number one, number two, Denzel Washington. Okay, thank you. So I have Denzel as well. So we'll just do that one together. Um, as far as saying Michael B. Jordan is going to be the next Denzel, that's just really hard because to me, Michael B. Jordan has like a softer role and Del- Denzel has a very like tough, edgy character. Denzel's um, very dramatic. Very. He's a dramatic actor. I know, but like I just... Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what you're coming... It's hard for you to see Michael B. Jordan yeah. be a dramatic actor. I don't see him being like a total badass like Denzel, to be honest. He's more softer, like... You know what the knock on Denzel is? And I agree with it as I've gotten older, is his diversity in roles. He's almost always a character of power mm-hmm. or of, like, like he's normally a cop or a pilot. Or, or a like, bodyguard. Or, or, yeah, like mm-hmm. something where he's, enfo- like, an enforcer of power. Yeah. And I do get, like, why... I remember way back when Denzel was kind of in his prime at the same time the other prime actor was Johnny Depp and the argument was always Johnny Depp's way more diverse and I was like nah but Denzel's just better but the truth is Johnny Depp was way more diverse I just didn't want to accept it and also like now it's like well is Denzel Denzel's still the big movie star but the other big movie star is Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo's more diverse. diverse and that's probably true too 
So that's why I have Denzel number two. Yeah, I agree. Denzel, when you look up his movie choices, they're all like thrillers, action, not a lot of... He's been a cop so many times. Yeah. But at the same time, every time you watch him, you're like, damn, he's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, I mean, regardless if he's diverse or not, he's just, he's good. Even the little things that just came out on HBO Max, he's a cop. Yeah. So it's just. But you know what? I guess in a way you take what you're good at and you make yourself amazing and exceptional at it. And that's what he's done. One of my favorite movies of all time. Anytime someone asks me to like name 10 favorite movies that I always have is Man on Fire where he plays a bodyguard and Dakota Fanning plays mm-hmm. the girl that ends up getting stolen and he goes on this hellbent mission to go get her back in the heart of like the Mexican cartel or something like that. So I just love that that role and that film. I love that movie. And at that same time, he did Training Day, which he won Best Actor and he was the first African-American to win that award. Uh, those two movies are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he phenomenal. Was a cop in that you one. can't ever think about Denzel and think that he, you know, had a bad role, really. So he was on a. Str- he's got way more hits than misses. Let's go that way yeah. for his career. Yeah, definitely. But like Corey said, it's all in the same category. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So number one um, is someone who I've always admired because they are. They do act, but they're super diverse and can do everything. He's like a good-looking guy, I think. He can he can do music. He can act. And I think we got the same one. It's Will Smith. Of course. I, I love Will. You can't have a list like this without Will Smith in it. There was a song that came out about him. So now I knows could... I played that song oh, yeah, into yeah. the ground because that person... Joiner. Uh, Joiner Lucas really respected Will, and that was his inspiration. And growing if you up, haven't seen that song, I just go watch it because he does his music video a tribute to Will, where he it's a rap song, but it's really good. And he does like his different films in the music video, and it's really cool. And the, those films are in the lyrics. Joiner Lucas. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's this song is just very well written. Yeah. For sure. So, anyways, that. Uh, how Joyner feels, if I could like write it down and express it, would be similar things to how I feel. Obviously, them both being African American, they share that in common. But do you think Will Smith was an inspiration to me as a kid, just liking movies yeah. and liking rap music, it, it just all of it. Yeah. Do you think Michael B. Jordan could be the next Will Smith? He's closer in that realm. Probably. I would say so too. Yeah. Versus the next Denzel Washington. I think Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. But the difference is, to me, is Will Smith was never really a sex symbol, even though he's, like, a good-looking guy. Mm, I think he was. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Michael B. Jordan more is. But that's because you're thinking more modern day. I mean, Will Smith back in the day probably was. Yeah, maybe. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he probably was, like, the hippest guy there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even that show's older than we are, so mm-hmm. in his time, he probably was the prime hot thing. Yeah, I mean, he and, had a... And even as he's, like, you know, aged throughout, like, in Hitch and stuff, I mean, he's a sex I, symbol I there. I know, well, and, yeah, and uh, Ali, because that's when he got in such buff shape yeah, is when he was Muhammad yeah. Ali, and then it but carried... But he, he also was big on his, like, comedy and stuff. Right. Yeah. His first few movies, like, even though Independence Day, his first film, or his first film where he's the lead, uh, even though it's, like, a sci it is a sci-fi it's still like comedy and then like men in black is like comedy yeah. hitch is kind of comedy wild but wild west wild wild west 
<laughs> but then we're going straight. But then it changes. Then like pursuit of happiness happened, yeah. which is one of my father's favorite films of all time. And then seven pounds happened. Love seven pounds. And then his whole then his dramatic career really happens. Yeah. I don't know. He to me can do anything. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah. So He's got a wide range of on some of roles. my ones that I wanted to list that we may have missed that we like, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I, and I saw yeah. some of those in there too. He's just I I like him. He's just in the older generation, so it's not yeah, somebody I that I down. like. You know, I put down Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett, uh, Holly Berry. Yeah, I know, and I saw Halle Berry too, but she's not somebody that I see in a movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love Halle Berry. And then I'll just do one. But more. she is a and, great and actress. Samuel L. Jackson, who's yeah, just a, oh yeah, he's been the leader in the Marvel movies and the Star Wars universe. You know how amazing that is for an African American actor to be in both. Right, like that's just insane. So even though he didn't make my top five, I know he'd make a lot of people's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Fun. Um, and we'd love to hear your top five, too, or some of your favorites if we missed um, any, you know. Um, I, I, mean, I was looking up a list of some. After I wrote down my list, I was just looking up to see if there's anybody that I missed that I was trying to think of. Like Oprah was on there. Mm-hmm. She's an actress. I mean, she doesn't do a lot now, but oh, she did I had Tupac the past. on mine because he has like 10 movies. Yeah. That counts. So <laughs> there's some on there that have kind of... Um, wasn't Tyra Banks in some movies mm-hmm. she's in love and basketball okay i thought so um so yeah so there's some other um actors and actresses out there that we might not think of okay so what movie are we reviewing the trial of chicago 7 the trial of chicago 7 on netflix on netflix um so we'll start off i'll give my initial oh wait why don't you give like a quick breakdown i guess well you can give your initial reaction while i uh Try to find a quick breakout. Okay. <laughs> um, my initial reaction, I feel like we have to do the breakdown first, though. It's kind of about a movie. It's a movie about um, the 1968 um, National Democratic or Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois, and a group of, um, or a couple of groups of anti Vietnam. Mm-hmm. War people want to come and riot and well, not riot. They want to come. They and didn't protest. come to riot. No, they, they want to come protest. to protest. And they tried a few times to get like legal protesting in a certain park, and they were denied, denied, denied. So obviously they all showed up anyways. And then a big, two big riots turned out, and the um, state arrested, the city arrested the seven leaders. Uh, that they deemed really there was five yeah and they threw two in you find just to uh find them not guilty so they didn't look like they were just so the the jury didn't feel guilty for making everybody guilty they gave them two people to acquit basically so that way they felt like they were doing something good right is what it turned out um well and one person wasn't even there they just wanted him that was the eighth one though and that ended up being the chicago seven so um my initial reaction to the movie or review i guess um thoughts on the movie wait before you get into that sorry to cut you off because i know you probably started to have your stream of thought what was your expectations going in well seeing how i forgot what the movie was going to be about really in the trailer i didn't have any expectations going in i this isn't a movie that like this isn't a 
the genre of movies that I get really excited about. So it's kind of like a movie that we just talked about watching. And I'm like, yeah, let's watch it so we can say that we watched it and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a type of movie where I ever feel, really feel like I get in the mood to just want to sit down and watch. But it's also a type of movie that after I watch it, I'm like, that was actually really good. Um, and it was really good. So my initial reaction was, I think 15 minutes into the movie, I said, Corey, to be honest, I just literally have no idea what's going on right now. I'm totally lost and confused. Mind you, I also felt like I was exhausted watching this movie, like going into watching the movie. But the beginning, there's just a lot of characters thrown into it. I don't know anything about the Vietnam War stuff. I don't know anything about the 1968 um, riots or anything because it's all based on true stories. And so not having any of that background history, I'll, I'll be honest, I was completely confused. What was your initial reaction to the movie? Um, the initial reaction was, yeah, it was was similar. It was hard to... They threw the seven characters at you, the eight characters at you right away, and kind of gave you like where they were at leading up to going to the convention. And they weren't really explaining what was going on. And it was, and they did it really fast. Because yeah. I'm saying they're leading up. They gave you like a two-minute clip of each, of, person, of each person going there. And basically so it was like, who their Whoa. role is. Like what, they, what their so role is. So like I said, is. a two-minute clip of eight people is 16 minutes. And that was the first 16 minutes of the film. Yeah. So you're like, uh, what is going on? Yeah. And then, so they're leading up. And we finally figure out that they're all planning to go do like protesting in Chicago. And then all of a sudden... It's the trial. Cuts to the and, trial. And there was, we didn't see any protesting. We didn't see what happened at all. We just know that all these people are in court on trial for something. And if I had known more information about it, I feel like I would have, been, I would have followed it better in the beginning. However, they do a really good job of piecing it together throughout the movie. And as they're bringing stuff um, forward in the court, in the trial, they do the flashback of how it happened you know, when it happened, um, which helps you piece it all together. You just have to get past the first 20 to 30 minutes to really get into it and start to feel like you're understanding what's going on. Yeah. But there was just a lot of character introduction. But they do a great job at explaining it. They all. really do. By I, the end of the movie, you should not feel that confused. I wasn't confused at all. It was, it, they did a great job. Um, another thing I really liked about the movie, uh, the humor that was in the movie, they had gr- the characters all really fed off of each other really well it was really well wit- written because from what i heard pretty much everyone went straight off script so whoever wrote that screenplay if they are nominated for anything i would probably pick them for so far from what i've seen yeah. because the writing is really good the uh, a lot of the men that were up for trial were um Obviously, they lead protests, so they're just kind of against, you know, following rules and stuff anyways, and they're trying to prove a point. So they almost took court a little, like... Sasha Baron Cohen's character in particular. Yeah. He played Abby Hoffman. They didn't take it very seriously being in court, pretty much, you know? And the judge that that was um, overseeing the trial was very, very, like, conservative, strict rules, you're going to do what I say. Um, So, for example... Bobby Seal is the eighth person that was in the trial. He's also the head of the Black Panther Party at this time. Yeah. 
And um, Bobby Seal keeps, well, he's also the only one that's in jail during the trial because he's being um, accused in another state for in killing a cop. In Connecticut for killing a cop. Um, so he's actually in jail during this. Which he was so found not guilty of. Yeah. So he's the only one that comes out like in cuffs and stuff. And he's the only African-American one as well in the um, defendants. So um, he keeps saying that I don't have a lawyer here. No one's representing me. And the judge says, well, why can't this lawyer sitting next to you represent him? And the lawyer keeps standing up and saying, I'm not his lawyer. (laughs) Um, So eventually, I'm not going to get into details. Bobby wasn't even there. Yeah, he wasn't even there. He was literally. That was strictly a plant because at this time, the American government was so scared and of the Black Panther Party and really wanted them done. Any kind of thing that they could attach to Bobby Seale or Fred Hampton was going to be attached yeah. to them because they were the leaders of the yeah. party. Yeah, and apparently, I think what I read was that Bobby had come... He was only in the area for 24 hours, and I think maybe he did a speech or something at the park, and so that's how they connected him to the whole thing. But he wasn't even part of the riots or anything like that. Um, So eventually, he got a mistrial because he had no representation, but it took a lot of work for him to finally get that. Well, and because of how he was treated. What I read that that never there was never a new trial for him. He was never tried for it again. Right. Um, And he was found not guilty for that other one in Connecticut. So. it really was just the Chicago 7. Bobby Seale was not part of that. Um, what else do you think about the movie? I thought it was well acted. Oh, yeah. The acting was um, really great. Some A couple actors that I just wanted to list off is Eddie Redmayne plays the lead of Tom Hayden. Mm-hmm. And kind of the co-lead is Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I yeah. mentioned him. And so Sasha Baron Cohen, I'm sure most of you know, but he's from the Borat movies. Mm-hmm. Um I would never have known that that was him, to be honest. <laughs> I've seen probably the first Borat movie and had no interest to see any of the others. Corey said there's a third one coming out. But he's actually a really good actor, and I would never know that that was him. And then the other actor who plays the prosecuting lawyer is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I'm sure you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a good job. He's like, he's fighting for his side for sure, but he also shows a little bit of humanity and uh, he's not biased, which if you watch the movie, you will see how the odds were stacked against them. Yeah. And also it kind of shows that he's like a younger lawyer trying to, um, it's tough because he has like the older generation um lawyers and attorney general um who have set ways but he's kind of like a new lawyer that's like hey look if you're going to use me i'm going to do things my way and i'm you may not agree with what i want to do mm-hmm. um and he's trying to do a little more equality i feel like and make it more fair and just than being a little more corrupt and there's a lot of corruption in this trial so this movie the reason we reviewed it is it w- it is projected to be nominated for Best Film of 2020. And also, Sasha Baron Cohen is projected to get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Oh. He already has for the Golden Globes. We aren't going to be covering those. But the Oscars are predicted to follow suit with both those nominations. Do you think they're worthy from what you've seen so far? Who had the fir- What was the first nomination? I'm sorry, I missed Best it. Film. Oh. And the other one, Best Supporting Actor. Um, 
Yeah, I guess it could be. I definitely say it would be better than Promising Young Woman, which you said was also going to be best film. The Golden Globes already nominated that for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that they were both um, well done. So I would agree with that. What about you? The film in particular, I will say, I think I'll have trouble finding eight movies that I think are better that came out in 2020. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes. Uh I feel like we'd have to watch some more of these films before I jump on the Sasha Baron Cohen bandwagon. Yeah. But having said that, he did do a really good he job. He did a good job. So he was so good at uh, his character being smart and like having depth, but also being funny. Yeah. And we know Sasha uh, excels at the funny part. But to show like depth with his character, he did a really good job. Yeah. Um. I'd say this is a movie, like I said, that I'm not like eager to sit down and watch because you know it's more of a deeper movie, um, and I'm not like a huge history person either, clearly because I don't know any of, any of the stuff that this is about. But um, it definitely kept my attention, and I told you I was tired going into it, and I wasn't even the, the slightest bit tired watching it like it kept me awake and on edge and laughing we were laughing out loud a few times quite a bit and especially in the beginning it's very funny as we're talking our cat is sitting up with her eyes closed sleeping on the couch. she is sleeping standing up <laughs> it's really funny um but anyways yeah i i'd say it was a good movie yeah i i give the trial chicago 7 an a as well uh just i would like, give it an a too just like sound of metal it's right there with it uh, yep. I told Samantha after I watched it, if I had to pick one over the other, uh, over the other, I was gonna have to sit on it. And having sit on it, I still do, as we go through our list, prefer Sound of Metal. So, but I think it has more to do with I'm not the history person. Like, yeah. it, I don't find it as exciting. It's almost more sad that that happened. Yeah, I think that I would choose. Um... Chicago of Trial 7. The Trial of Chicago 7. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Because it made me laugh a lot more, which I, you know, enjoy comedy in the movie. Um, And it made a topic for me that's not interesting, like history, interesting. Mm -hmm. And it, um, I learned something from it. And I I enjoyed watching it. Where Sound of Metal, I enjoyed watching it as well, but it wasn't like, um, like I wasn't like at the end like, oh gosh, that was fun. You know but what I, I mean? I, I, on a point I wanted to bring up because I don't want to forget it because we did discuss the movie right after a little bit. Um, one thing I found that we're differing on that I found entertaining about Sound of Metal is Riz Ahmed's performance. And I thought it was like so amazing that it carried that movie really well. And you made up the good point that it's also as amazing that Eddie Redmayne, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Sasha Baron Cohen, Frank Langella all had good performances yeah. and carried it yeah. together. So it's just interesting how yeah. we viewed yeah. things separately. Corey, yes. Corey was saying, well, don't you think it's so good that one actor could carry the whole movie? And I said, well, don't you think it was so good that these what five or six (laughs) actors could all have such a strong role and also we got to like it's not like you watched it and you were like oh this person was stronger than the other one they all actually carried an equally strong role and they worked well and carried it together um which i think could almost be harder than carrying a movie by yourself completely um 
nobody kind of overstepped anybody's boundaries. They all honestly shined just as bright as the other one, mm-hmm. which is tough to do, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did forget about that point. But I would say um, maybe it's because it's more fresh in my mind, but I just feel like I actually really enjoyed that movie, and it made me laugh. And um, I always enjoy when you can take a history moment and make it a teaching moment, but through humor and stuff, because that, to me, sticks more than watching a history movie just kind of Like the Hamilton play Jane. was able to do. Right, yeah. Yep. I think that, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Okay. Do you have any, like, fun facts or anything, or... Uh, I don't for this one. No. I'll uh, make sure to get those back in order for the next ones. Yeah. Any ideas what we might watch next? Um, I really want to at least get Malcolm and Marie and talked about that as in the new movie. Um, and then as far as a... Well, Malcolm and Marie is projected to get Oscar buzz. It's just it didn't make the Golden Globe cut, but it'll make the dates cut for the Oscars. So uh, that one, and there was a few on Netflix that we had talked about, that, that, like maybe Penguin Bloom. Oh, or, yeah. Yep, that one looked good. Or something else. So we'll figure it out. Yep. Um, we also need to find a new TV show to watch. I feel like we don't have a TV show going on right now. Uh, there is one that is another one that's generating buzz. That's a short series along the lines of Queen's Gambit uh-huh. called Unorthodox. And I was going to start it, but I stopped because I figured that'd be really silly. I'd like to start it with you. Okay. So. I'll take a look at that. What was that on? Netflix as well. Netflix, Netflix is killing it. They Netflix have is killing it, man. Mom said they were doing something about like a... They already have a kid's option on Netflix, but they were doing like a kid's Netflix or something. I don't know much more about it than that. Um, but I also heard that their prices have gone up and stuff like that. But I mean... Really kind of sucks, but almost rightfully so, because they've got the best content out there, if you ask me. They do. They're putting out the most. Their actors are great. They've gotten some really big names pulled in. And honestly, I'm more and more impressed with their their own films than I've been impressed with other films. Yeah. So. Trial of the Chicago 7 being one of them. Yeah. That was a Netflix film. Yeah. So. uh, And and Mank, which we said we weren't going to do, is like killing it as far as award shows go like so they're putting out high level stuff i'd say if you're in the um movie industry i'd be on the watch out for netflix (laughs) because they're back when they just had little dvds and their little machines like Redbox machines no there wasn't no they mailed it to you you would you would click you go online and you would pick out the movies like two or three and they would mail them to you and then you had to i should have been smart enough to invest back then right yeah (laughs) Stock would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we'll find out what we're going to watch for next week. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you watch the Super Bowl tomorrow. We're going to watch that. Eat some good food. We got our wings. I got some Kansas barbecue. We got some key lime pie. Um, yeah, we don't care who wins, so we're on, we're rooting for both sides, I guess. Shoot, I'm not rooting for anybody, let's be honest. Um, I'm rooting for the weekend to put on a good show. Yeah, let's watch the halftime show. And some Yellowstone news that I told Samantha about uh, yeah. should be revealed. Should we be. can talk about that on the next episode if they release that trailer. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the news yet, but I'll have to see the trailer to tell you more. Anyways, all right. We'll catch you later. Bye.